This is the Field of Streams Fantasy Baseball Podcast, brought to you by Fangraphs. Hello and welcome to the Field of Streams Podcast for Tuesday, July 21st. I'm your host, Dylan Higgins, joined by my co-host, Brad Johnson. Brad, how are you doing today? I'm pretty good. I drove up to the beach yesterday uh, with my family and uh, haven't gotten down to the water yet, but looking forward to it after this podcast. Yeah, we're recording uh, via phone, and it's always fun via technology to be able to do this and uh, get you at the beach to talk some baseball before you get to run out there. Yeah, uh, so you're on a, a bit of a family trip? Yep, yep. Uh, Mom likes to come down to the beach once a year, she rent the house with all her friends, and uh an opportunity to visit this year, so don't do that. Very cool. Well, we'll try not to keep you. We're gonna run through, look at some uh, DFS picks for Tuesday, and then, uh, and then, yeah, then you can get to the beach. So let's get started uh, at catcher. Brad, did anyone jump off the page to you at catcher uh, for Tuesday? There, there's definitely options at catcher. Uh, it's not one of the deeper positions today, but you have your fair share of choices. Maybe not the top option today, but we're going to have to talk about Kyle Schwarber. Yeah. Uh, he's up against uh, Iglesias today in Cincinnati. Nice hitter's park for him. Uh, I mean, what are your impressions of Schwarber? Because he's been pretty crazy in his first uh, go-around in the league. Um, He's just always had a hit tool like crazy. Like, everybody knows he's going to hit. The question is if he'll stick a catcher. So that's kind of affected his prospect status at times. But it's one of those things where, just in terms of fantasy, or what we care about, like, he's going to hit. There's there's no doubt about that, really. Um, he's a prospect. He could fail. But everyone's pretty sure he's going to hit. So, so far, so good. Um, I expect him to go through ups and downs, of course. It's pretty rare that guys just go Mike Trout or Carlos Correa and just hit the whole time. But... Uh, yeah, everything looks good. Uh, I'm in on getting in on him before his price gets crazy, because I think he's going to hit enough to where he won't be cheap, but right now he's cheap, and for Tuesday he gets Rysel Iglesias, who has some potential and is interesting, but has not put it together in the right. major leagues at all yet. He has not been good, so, um, yeah, he's worth taking advantage of, uh, so I like that. I definitely wrote that down. Um, I'm I'm with him, especially like I said early before his price gets high. Yeah, and my own impressions. Uh, obviously, there's a, like with any Cub, really, there's a strikeout uh, right. issue to look out for, especially as he's adjusting to the league the first time around. Mm-hmm. I think he will settle in as a uh, kind of a, a league average strikeout rate type guy, somewhere around twenty percent. Uh, but at least for this year, probably looking more around thirty percent, and mm-hmm. that'll definitely affect his value going forward. Um, Still today, uh, ballpark's nice. The pitching matchup isn't that difficult. Uh, should be a, a good day to use them. They've been batting him up high too, uh, higher yes, in the lineup. Yes, they're being very aggressive. Yeah, so that's that's good to see. And I think he will you know, be a very valuable contributor for fantasy and DFS. Um, obviously, he's not going to maintain a 5.24 bat bit, and that will affect his batting average in turn. Uh, so you should be able to see some power and uh, a decent batting average. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, the question marks around him of a prospect have mostly been uh, defense related. You know, a couple of years right. from now, he might not be catcher eligible. Okay, that does not matter to you in DFS today. So, yeah, correct. Go go with him there. Um, who else are you thinking a catcher? Uh, there's this 
it's a game in Tech Force Field. And yeah. You have uh, McHunley, uh, Juan Rosario, uh, the both against Matt Harrison. Mm-hmm. Harrison looks pretty bad in his return uh, last week. Uh, I don't think that he's somebody who is likely to succeed at course field today. No. In fact, with the game, I'm kind of expecting 15 or more runs out of uh, Kyle Kendricks on the other side of that one. And, yeah, uh, he's not a good thing. the worst pitcher to make 18 starts. <laughs> yeah. Um, I like Matt Harrison, and Matt likes to call me out on it. And I, I don't love Matt Harrison. I just think that he's worth attention, and he's generally completely unowned. And he was successful not that long ago. I'm mean, gonna liked him more last year before he, you know, missed another year with back issues. But I think in deeper formats, he's worth a flyer for sure. Pick him up, see if he has anything. If he has his old form, if not, you can drop him. But I, there's no format in which you'd start him in Colorado. This is a really bad sure. place to to be trying to straighten things out in your return. So, um, yeah, and he's a lefty, which helps. There's a lot of Rockies guys. I'm sure we'll be talking about. It's Kyle Kendrick is just a guy to target all the time too. So, yeah, you like those Rocky catchers though, huh? Hundley or Rosario, depending on who gets in there. Yeah, either one looks good. Uh, I also go with uh, Robinson Chirinos, uh for the Rangers. I think he'll be the one who gets to start. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, either should... side of that game uh, should be a high-scoring one, like I said. Yep. I like that. Uh, I had that. Did you have a, do you like Matt Wieters at Yankee Stadium against Nate Eovaldi? Yeah, yeah, it's not a bad matchup for him. Uh, Yankee Stadium being what it is, uh, he'll be out of the lefty box and that's always a, a good shot for a home run. Mm-hmm. And Nate Eovaldi throws nice and hard but does not get a lot of whiffs, so that's, uh, that's not so bad for some of those guys. Um, and then the other one I had, uh, Evan Gaddis gets Brian Johnson. Mm-hmm. Are you in on Brian Johnson? How do you feel about him, uh, going today? I do like Brian Johnson. I, at the same time, I'm not opposed to going with an Astro stack. Yeah. Uh, I've got, I, I definitely thought about putting together an Astro stack today. I've also got Johnson going in a couple of my traditional fantasy leagues. So, yeah. uh, I, I could see playing either side of that fence. Yeah. Uh, he's a, a solid pitcher, uh, not outstanding, but a guy who can get the job done, especially when the league doesn't have the book on him yet. Mm-hmm. And you know, the Astros are that high-variance, uh, power-or-fail type lineup. Yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll see how it shakes out, but like I said, you can definitely target them today. Yeah, I think we'll be talking about some Astros today against uh, Brian Johnson, but I brought it up because Evan Gaddis likes to hit lefties, and if he's catcher-eligible, depending on your format, uh could be worth attention against the rookie, against Brian Johnson. So, um, yeah, any other catchers for you? Going back to the Astros team, I could also see using Hank Conger. Um, okay. Definitely a much lower ceiling play than Evan Gaddis, also much cheaper. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you're looking for a punt, uh, Conger's a guy I'd look to. Uh, I also started Buster Posey against uh, Escania, and mm-hmm. uh, that's at uh, San Diego. Uh, not a great place for righty power. Probably wouldn't be looking for a home run from Posey, but uh, very good hitter, obviously. Uh, definitely a nice high floor, high ceiling pick. Yeah, he's he's always worth attention, and I'm starting to like those giant stacks. They're actually kind of uh, sneaky good. They score plenty of runs. Even if it doesn't come through homers, they're kind of a even offense, and 
San Diego's gone from interesting to disappointing pretty quick. So, yeah, they could yeah. do well there. Um, okay, any other catchers for you, or is that about to do it? Yeah, I think that covers it. On yeah. the topic of the uh, giant sacks, they're very nice for cash games because, as you mentioned, it's a nice even performance from them. Mm-hmm. Uh, very consistent. you got guys like Joe Panic, uh, just very high floor every day. Buster Posey's a high floor guy. Uh, Aoki will be back Friday. He's another high floor guy. Yeah. Uh, it all adds up to nice, like, 50-50 type performances head-to-head. Yeah. Uh, they're, they, f- they feel like the anti-Astros. Like, they're yeah, m- uh, much more consistent, but less exciting. Yeah, and the Astros are explosive. Um, okay, let's take a look at first base. I'm going to run down my list. Uh, I have Mark Teixeira versus Wei and Chen. You like him against a lefty in a Yankee Stadium? Yeah, it's a perfectly fine matchup. Uh, obviously, you're not going to be getting that uh, short right field porch for Tex, but... I think he's still good for righty power, too. Uh, just not as uh, ridiculous. Yeah. And Chen, Chen's a good pitcher. He's he's pretty solid. Uh, yeah. Given your other options out there today, I could see going in another direction. But I think they could also use text. Yeah. You're going to have choices today. How about the the flip side, Chris Davis against Nate Eovaldi? Yeah, that's uh, probably... You know, we talk about these things pretty often. Uh, very high risk, high reward play. Mm-hmm. Could get your two home runs, could just end up with nothing. Uh, because Yovaldi is such a high contact, high velocity guy, I tend to like a play like Davis a little bit more than I would most Yeah, days. yep. Uh, there's, there's definitely a lot of risk involved, and I'm almost inclined to say maybe some of the other options around a similar price tag might be better. Yep. How about uh, Anthony Rizzo against Rysel Iglesias? That's one that I'm really liking today. Uh, again, that's at Cincinnati, great park for power. Rizzo's fantastic player, just uh, one of the top hitters in the league, and you usually can't go wrong when you're pulling one of the yep. top guys. Yeah, and uh, again... downside is, he costs. <laughs> yeah, Iglesias has potential, he's interesting, but he hasn't put it together yet, and you can stream against him. One I really like, I think it's even more exciting, Prince Fielder going to Colorado gets Kyle Kendrick. Mm-hmm. you got to like that, right? Oh, yeah. A big matchup for him. Uh, Mitch Moreland, too, uh, who's yep. gotten into some sort of groove of hitting two home runs when he's on. So, yeah. uh, Moreland's worth consideration. He's an outfielder on FanDuel, first base outfield on DraftKings. Yeah. Uh, yeah he, he, you got to target Kyle Kendrick if uh, you got guys with the right price tag. Yep. And, yeah. Uh, fielder's not crazy today. Yeah, yeah. When you write that fielder, you kind of got to write Moreland also. How about, uh, are you still in on Justin Bohr? He goes to Arizona, gets Jeremy Hellickson. Yeah, I view him as a punt today. So, Hellickson's a pretty, I'll call him league average type pitcher. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's, uh, that nothing might, really dominant. That might be generous. Football, well, if you look at his season numbers, it's generous. If you look at what he's done the last, 10 or 12 starts that's a lot more uh, representative. He made yeah. an adjustment mid-season, and it's really helped him a lot. Uh, yeah. Man improved substantially, very easy to see. Yeah. This is where but I need to apologize for the train going by my house. <laughs> yeah. The train. <laughs> the train going by this morning. Yeah. Uh, I shut my windows. That doesn't do a lot with the train. But there it is. Um... 
Yeah. Uh, the other first baseman I wrote down is uh, Brandon Belt has just been sneaky, pretty decent. He has an oh, yeah. eight. 814 OPS on the air. Um, we all know he can't hit lefties, though, and he hasn't hit lefties, which means his OPS against righties is 897 uh, and all nine of his home runs. He's kind of staying under the radar because he's, again, not hitting a ton of home runs. He's still not on a 20-homer pace, but if you're OPSing 897, you know, like you said about the Giants, it's it's not explosive, but it's consistent. He's getting it done. So, if you wanted to take Brandon Belt in San Diego against Despaigner, you would not be crazy. Might not get a home run out of him, but he should be able to, you know, do well. And they have him deep in their lineup. He's not batting in the heart of the order. He's almost near the bottom, which seems outrageous, yeah. but also kind of speaks to how well the Giants lineup can do. So, unless he runs into a lefty reliever, uh, you should get some good plate appearances out of Brandon Belt, I feel like. Yeah, I definitely like Belt a lot. He's an excellent budget play. Uh, yeah. Because you mentioned he is batting down in the lineup, usually seventh, I see him. And that has kept his price down, even though he's hitting really well against righties. I see mm-hmm. him as a Adam Lynn type, so you're yeah. looking for the right matchup, the right stadium. Yeah. Uh, Petco Park's not actually bad for lefty power, so you can definitely go after him today. That's a, that's a good comparison talking about uh, him to Adam Lind, but his price is going to be a lot lower. Adam Lind's price has gone kind of crazy in some formats. Um, yeah, that's my list for first base. Were there any first basemen you like that I missed? Oh yeah, there's a ton of first basemen out there today. Uh, like I've mentioned, uh, you have your pick. Uh, top of the list, uh, Paul Goldschmidt's price is vaguely affordable today. Yeah. Matt Laker. Um, Goldschmidt's Obviously, the, the creep of the crop at first base this year, so uh, you want to give that some consideration. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably won't be making room for that myself, but if you happen to like some of the cheaper pitchers today, maybe uh, I could see finding a place for him. Yeah. Uh, there's Joey Vallo against Jason Hamill, and that's not a super exciting matchup. Hamill's obviously a pretty good pitcher. He's Scuffled a little bit in recent starts, and that's one reason to maybe consider using Votto. Uh, we mentioned Lind as a comparison for Belt. You can also consider just using him against Danny Salazar. Uh, Salazar's a flyball pitcher. Lind likes flyball pitchers. Hits yeah. very well against them. So yeah. like a 900 OPS. Uh, he's uh, Salazar's homer prone, as we know. And they're playing in Milwaukee, which is a nice power park. Yep. Uh, so a lot of factors in Lynn's favor today. Yep. That's a, that's, you're right. All, all arrows point in the right direction for him. I don't mind Victor Martinez against Taiwan Walker. Martinez has been more of himself lately since returning from the DL. Mm-hmm. And that's a good thing. Uh, he has the price hasn't really responded quite yet to, uh, some of his recent performances. So, uh, fairly affordable for what he is. Yeah, uh, batting in the heart of that uh, Tigers lineup, and he's a switch hitter, so he'll have that from the left side against Taiwan Walker. Mm-hmm. You can also give a look at Ryan Howard, who uh, likes flyball pitchers, and will be facing Nate Carnes. Uh, you can also consider uh, Logan Morrison against Shane Green, who, as we know, has had some homer problems this year. Yes, he does. Uh, so it's uh, more affordable guys you can look after today. Yep. There's a there's a range at first base, and I've said before a lot of times yeah. I like to use it as my 
one of my last positions to pick just because there's so much flexibility. So you can kind of go there based on how much money you have left from doing the other positions. I like to go first base last. Um, I like to go pitcher first a lot of times because it can define your budget the most. But I like to go first base last because there's a lot of options. Um, there's often less options in the middle infield. Let's look at second base. I know you don't have as many uh, options as you did at first, but who do you like at second base? Uh, actually, I think I've listed the same number of guys. Uh, <laughs> I mean, at first base, I definitely kind of fluffed off a few and uh, players that you could use, but didn't have quite as good of a matchup. Uh, but second base, uh, ran through the top of the options, uh, Jason Kipnis against Matt Garza and yep. Jose Altuve against Brian Johnson. Uh, yep. Both platoon advantage, uh, both good parks for power, um, Garza's been pretty awful this year. <laughs> yes, he has. Um, I'm not even quite sure why he's been so awful, but, uh, it's, it's a problem. He's always and, been uh, very average. Very good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's he's always been a very adequate pitcher, and this year he's just terrible. Yeah, yep. Uh, so that should be good for Kipnis, who works on righties pretty well. Oh yeah, he's uh, he's an excellent talent at second base. So that season last year, where it looked like maybe big sophomore slump wasn't mm-hmm. going to be what we thought he was, mm-hmm. uh, came out there. He's playing through a bunch of injuries, and it seems that was really the problem. Yep. Okay, he's and he, again and playing very well. He started this year kind of cold too, and then he went, just kidding, I'm going to be a monster. <laughs> and he's been great. Yeah. And then I agree with Altuve. Um, he's one of the toughest hitters to get out in baseball, and he gets a rookie lefty, so he should do just fine. Um, At the Coors game, I like yeah. DJ LeMahieu against Matt Harrison. Uh, LeMahieu's been cold, so I can definitely see tackling on him if you don't feel too well about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rudnick Odor has not been cold. Uh, no. He's a lefty getting Kyle Kendrick. Yes. Uh, that's definitely a very excellent play to go with today. Uh, yeah. One that I'm eyeballing as has that peak intersection of cost and uh, upside. Yep. Yep. I had o- Odor down as well. It's a good one. And I got six more names, but how about I turn it over to you let you uh, get a few Sh- years in? Sure. Let's see where we might overlap. Um, do you care about Robinson Cano at Shane Green? He's looked a lot better recently, uh, Cano has. Uh, mm-hmm. seems to be turning the corner, so I would go with Cano if I'm thinking about any kind of Mariner stack, or even if I'm just trying to get a mid-price second base from the plug in. He just has too much talent to just give up on. You know, obviously the price is way lower, and that's where you're thinking of him now, but... I mean, he's, I don't know. I'm not done on Cano yet. I'm not about to trade for him, but I'm not, like, not picking him in DFS or anything. Um, how about Howie Kendrick gets Alex Wood? That's righty on lefty. Howie Kendrick doesn't matter that much. Uh, or doesn't care that much about platoon splits, I should say. But, um, yeah, get Alex Wood, who's been a bit better after a cold start. I don't know. He's still not good. So, I think Howie Kendrick can he's be fine. He's coupled a bit recently. Too. Yeah, it, uh, how so, Kendrick's never exciting is the problem. <laughs> he, he's but, uh, he's another one of those cash game players. Uh, yeah. High floor, not too much ceiling. Bats in the middle of that Dodgers order, which is yeah. great. He should do fine. Uh, I, I do like the Dodgers get split in general. Yeah, uh, it could be a tough Alex. And, and then you mentioned Joe Panic earlier. A similar player, mm-hmm. you know, uh, on on the rivals of the Dodgers. Uh, 
Yeah, Panic will do fine. He gets to Spagne. It's in San Diego, which isn't great uh, for him, but he's very capable. Uh, that's the best way to describe him right now, I feel like. He's very capable. So um, I have them there. And then, yeah, I had Odor, I had Altuve, I had Kipnis. I had, you know, I, there's a lot of options at second base today. Yeah, and I also have Ben Zobris and uh, Mark Burley. Okay. Burley's, Burley's a weird one. Uh, we talk about him whenever we get a chance. Uh, a guy who could give up a ton of hits or just kind of shut down opposition. Uh, yeah. Zobris so is a high-variance play today, and given his kind of mediocre ceiling and not sure I'd go with him over any of these other options. But I could see trying to target out Burley as a, a fade stack. Sure. Um, something worth considering, at least. Yep. Even if it's not the percentage play. Um, also try Logan Forsyth again, Sarah Noah. Noah. Mm-hmm. Um, Noah's very touted these days, so we're expecting very big things. And uh, definitely a good-looking prospect, but... I don't know that he'll be uh, bulletproof when he enters the league. Uh, I need to make an adjustment. Uh, it's going out of the way for him tonight. Yep, these and, uh, these guys making their debuts are always kind of a wild card for sure. Don't really know yep. what you're going to get there. And uh, on the flip side of that matchup, there's Cesar uh, Hernandez at Nate Carnes. Mm-hmm. Uh, that one's in Philadelphia. Hernandez likes fly ball pitchers. Uh, not too much of a power threat, but can hit some doubles and... Uh, some yep, he's um, been he's been good so far, so I could see that for sure. Um, cool. Let's hop on over to third base, unless you had any like must discuss second baseman left. But there's a lot of options there. Yeah, let's move along. Yeah. Um, at third base, I start with Alex Rodriguez gets way in. Jen, I just love a Rod against lefties. Chen is capable, but it's Yankee Stadium and a Rod likes lefties. Um. I also have, on the flip side, Manny Machado against Nate Eovaldi. Manny Machado's right-handed, but he has shown the prefers righties, or at least is very capable uh, without the platoon advantage. Uh, do you like Machado in Yankee Stadium against Eovaldi? Yeah, uh, Machado's one of those guys you don't have to worry about platoon advantage with, and uh, Eovaldi is definitely a guy that Machado could exploit. Yep. Like right. we said, we, we like that he throws hard. about that matchup. Yeah, we like that he throws hard, but doesn't miss that many bats. So, uh, yeah, Machado will probably cost you, given his breakout, but will be fine. Um, I like Kyle Seeger against Shane Green. I like Kyle Seeger in any sort of good matchup. Uh, I think he's underrated, he's consistent, uh, and he should do just fine there. Um, I have Justin Turner against Alex Wood. You always got to make sure Justin Turner's in the lineup. Um, cause he gets his occasional day off, uh, but if he's in there, it's righty and lefty. His splits can be confusing through his career just cause his playing time has been kind of so inconsistent and weird, but I think he's capable of hitting Alex Wood. I wouldn't worry too much about it. Um. Yeah, I wouldn't worry about those reverse splits too much. Yeah. And then, uh, Nolan Arenado gets Martin Perez. Like I said, we're going to be talking about some of these Rockies, definitely. Uh, and that's a big one. It's going to cost you, but if you can find the money for Nolan Arenado against Martin Perez, that's one of the biggest ceilings on Tuesday. And then um, I have Brett Laurie gets uh, Mark Burley. Uh, Brett Laurie has been a little bit stressful this year, but he has produced against lefties. Uh, and Mark Burley is 
good and can be a perplexing pitcher, but that is on paper a very good matchup for uh, Brett Laurie. Would you consider that? Do you like Brett Laurie? Yeah, I don't mind. Uh, definitely a nice uh, mid-tier type option, a uh, budget pick. Yeah. A guy I would go after today for sure if yep. I need to get someone in on a cheaper budget. Yep. Um, uh, quick, quick correction on uh, Arenado facing Matt Harrison today. Uh, Mark uh, Martin Perez is tomorrow. Yes, that is absolutely right. I don't know why I have that written down. All, um, all, all the same points apply. <laughs> uh, in my head, and I like both these pitchers. Yes, you're absolutely right. I looked at my schedule wrong. Um, it's a injured Rangers lefty who I like and is coming back and I think is worth a flyer. Uh, I never pieced it together in my head, but in my head, kind of similar. Left-hander for the Rangers who has my attention uh, and worth a flyer if they can be like their former selves, and also has a really bad matchup in Colorado. So, yes, uh, I said Perez. I was thinking Harrison, and those are the similarities, at least in my head, uh, of where, <laughs> as, as I figure out where that came from as I said it. But, yeah, that's what's, uh, that's what's going on there. Arenado is good against Perez, good against Harrison, absolutely. Um, okay, yeah, any other third baseman for you? Yeah, so uh, you mentioned A-Rod, uh, also Chase Headley in that same stack uh, if you wanted to go with a cheaper guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, they both like facing fly ball pitchers, so that's the main thing you're trying to hook on to in addition to the platoon advantage. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can try uh, Adrian Beltre against Kyle Kendrick at Coors Field. Uh, don't really care that Beltre's been a little cool or that Kendrick is a righty at yeah. Coors Field. Uh, Beltre's Plenty talented for the stadium. Yeah, he is. Uh, kind of rifle through a couple others. Uh, Chris Bryan at uh, Rexel Iglesias. Uh, Cincinnati, good place for power. Bryan hasn't tapped into the home run swing as much as we expected. So I think we'll get there, and uh, Cincinnati's a fun place to pop one. Yep. Uh, and um, Matt Duffy gets uh, Hispania. And Duffy won't have the opportunity advantage, but he's been pretty solid uh, this year. Uh, Veteran solid, really, uh, one of the top rookies. And Spani is not a guy who I really worry about with your advantage too much. Yeah, no, he's pretty exploitable. Okay, and then, uh, yeah, how about shortstop for you? I actually, for what's usually a thin position, I had five names. Do you have about that many? Yeah, I have four. Yeah. So, uh, top options, uh, the, the two guys that pretty much always going to offer as top options. Uh, Carlos Correa against a lefty Brian Johnson. Yep. Uh, Troy Tulowitzki against a lefty Matt Harrison. Yep. Uh, Tune advantage ballparks. Uh, talent. Mid-tier pitchers that you can take advantage of. Uh, yeah, talent. Uh, it's all there for both guys. Uh, they're expensive on both formats. Uh, if you can find the budget for them, do. Yep. Um, I like those, undeniably. Uh, I also, if you want to go a little bit cheaper, uh, Johnny Peralta gets Carlos Rodon, and Johnny Peralta is viable day in, day out. That's the platoon advantage for him, but he doesn't really care. He hits righties, he hits lefties, he has plenty of pop. Jung Ho Gong gets Jason Vargas. That's righty on lefty, and Jason Vargas is not good. Uh, I used to kind of like him as a spot starter, but you can definitely take advantage righty on lefty for Jung Ho Gong. And, uh, Matt's favorite, our most reliable option on most days, uh, Brad Miller gets Shane Green. And Brad Miller is not exciting, but 
He uh, the comparison I made a few times is to Jimmy Rollins, uh, but in a in a good way that he has some pop, has some speed, and you know the floor is a little bit it's respectable as a result. So yeah, I like Brad Miller uh, at Shane Green to be a good cheap option. Um, were those the shortstops you had? Actually, they work, and okay. uh, and that's a good thing because people need options at shortstop. Yeah, uh, I had Jose Reyes against Kendall Graveman. Okay, uh, ground ball hitter versus ground ball pitcher usually not something to go after uh, with Reyes with his speed. Uh, I, I kind of view it as an interesting uh, to see if Reyes can sneak some through, get on base a few times. Mm-hmm. It's got a couple three steal games, which is nice. Yeah, absolutely. He's always helpful, then, uh, especially if the Blue Jays blow up and score a bunch of runs, which they are known yeah. to do. Uh, he's right at the top. Yeah. So, uh, Graveman has pitched well of late, and that's something to keep in mind. Uh, yeah, I the shortstop, uh, you can be a little more aggressive in going after guys with mid-tier matchups. Yep, yep. And then uh, who else you got? Brandon Crawford against. Sure, Australia. sure. He's as I mentioned. Echo Park, not bad for left-handed power. Yep, uh, I like that. I, I don't have a problem with that at all. Uh, Crawford and Panic, both kind of, you know, they're all-stars and also just developing a, a little bit more hitting potential than we thought, which is enough to make them pretty viable, you know. And Dispani is just not very good, so yeah, I like that matchup for you. Any other shortstops? That's plenty of options for what's usually a tough yeah. position. Yeah. I think we can move along to the deep outfield. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah. Let's let's try to to jump into outfield. What are your favorite options, uh, either for value or just plain ceiling in the outfield? All right. Uh, like Jose Batista against Graveman. Batista's power really comes to shine when uh, he's facing ground ball pitchers. Okay. Uh, so I do like that matchup for him. Uh, Ryan Braun and Rondo uh, Parra against Danny Salazar. Okay. Uh, another pair of guys who really like fly ball pitchers, and that one's in Milwaukee. Uh, good park for power, and as we mentioned, Salazar also gives up his home runs. Yep, I like that. Um, do you like Cameron Mabin against Brett Anderson? Yes, I like Cameron Mabin, and I also like Johnny Gomes. Uh, he loves lefty pitchers. He loves ground ball pitchers. Okay. Uh, ground ball OPS is something like 950. Dang. So you're looking at two very good splits for him. Uh, the downside being when the Dodgers bring in a right-handed reliever in the sixth inning that he will be done. Yeah, but uh, it's going to be cheap, that's for sure. You won't find him any more cheap options because yeah. he hasn't done a ton this year. But like you said, this is a prime position for him. So if you're feeling uh, sneaky, I could see that for sure. Yeah, definitely a, a GPP play only, uh, and someone you need to get in for a minimum type contract. Yeah, um, and yeah, uh, Cameron Maven has not only done great in Atlanta, but uh, he likes to hit lefties, and so him against Brent Anderson will be good. Brent Anderson's been decent, but not enough to really avoid. Um, we got to right. talk uh, Stephen Piscotti, uh, Cardinals outfielder who's coming up to play first base most likely. Um, cause they, you know, need some help there. But, uh, he's a guy that, off the top of my head, I know is like more of a hit tool than a power tool guy. And the power could come and be fine, but he's gonna be more of an average guy. So not the typical first baseman. Do you know much more about, uh, Steven Piscotti? I don't know too much 
uh, kind of insider type details. Uh, mm-hmm. Overall profile looks very nice. Uh, as you mentioned, a uh, hit pool guy. Uh, very, very Cardinals type player. Uh, you're looking at a good OP, OBP, uh, manageable strikeout rate, uh, lots of balls in play, hard contact, some power, some speed. Mm-hmm. Uh, just a well-rounded hitter. And, uh, should play very well for traditional fantasy teams, should work in DFS. Uh, we'll see where they bat him in the lineup. That's going to decide a lot of his value, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, at least, uh, with, uh, Hayward a little bit banged up. I uh, don't know if he'll start today. I uh, might even get some time in the outfield, too, which is uh, probably a more natural play for him. Yep. Uh, well, it's, it's not something we really consider often, but players do perform worse when they play at positions that they're not familiar with. Yes. Uh, we found that in multiple studies time and time again. Yep. Um, well, he's going to Chicago, going to the cell, going to uh, play the White Sox, mm-hmm. not play the Cubs. And he gets Carlos Rodon, and he's right-handed, right. and that's a lefty that can struggle. So um, I like – it's a complete unknown, but if he gets in the lineup uh, and you're feeling lucky, I don't think you'd be crazy to get in on Sue and Piscotti. Um, one of my favorites is uh, Starling Marte gets Vargas, and Starling Marte whoops on lefties, and this is a bad lefty, so things could go real well for him. He would be in most of my DFS lineups for sure. Um, Andrew McCutcheon also is not going to be cheap, but yeah. likes it at lefties and Jason Vargas. So if you could fit him as well, I would, I would go both of them. I mean, wouldn't hesitate to take both those guys, uh, against Vargas as a good matchup. Um, I wrote down basically the Indians outfield, Brantley and Moss mm-hmm. and David Murphy, if he yeah. gets in against Garza. Garza is just the right kind of very mediocre righty that I would love to take a guy like Brantley against uh brantley should just be able to feast on him i feel like um all right i'm gonna make you talk about drew stubbs with me uh drew stubbs is one of my favorite dfs options heading into the year uh because in the right situations he's amazing he loves to hit at home at Coors field and he loves to hit lefties and he did both to like a great effect in 2014 so heading into 2015, I mentioned this before. I was like, yeah, it's going to be the year of Drew Stubbs of picking him as a sneaky option. And he didn't hit anything. And he got sent down. Um, the good news is he's back. A couple weeks ago, he came back up uh, to the major leagues. And he has three home runs since returning already. And it would not surprise me if he all of a sudden were viable again. Um, only against lefties and only at home is when you're going to get that real high ceiling. But... uh yeah, are you with me at all on Drew Stubbs? Again, he gets Harrison, so that's when you want him. It's at home against a lefty. But, um, yeah, are you are you paying attention to Drew Stubbs? I haven't quite put him back on my radar yet just because I've been seeing Brandon Barnes kind of outperform him uh, with a similar lower power profile mm-hmm. and uh, not striking out 40% of the time. Yes, that is uh, a thing he does. Like, uh, even with Stubbs' recent success, he's still striking out a ton. Yeah. And that's very concerning. Yeah. He's, yeah, I want to believe. I want to be there on Drew Stubbs. But, yeah. Um, so far, like I said, it's only, it's a small amount of playing time since he came back up. But if he, if he gets in, and you got to check, you can't just go fill the lineup. You got to make sure he gets in. But if, if he's in against, uh, Harrison, I could see uh, some potential there for sure. You might get sat down, though, as soon as Harrison does, too, so you're not getting a real full game's worth out of him. 
Um, yeah, that, that's another reason I prefer Barnes to him is uh, the blue team splits aren't quite as terrifying. Yeah. Uh, he, he can continue to hit one, so yeah. the starting pitchers out of the game. Yep. Um, any other outfielders for you? Uh, there's a uh, long list of guys who can do fine. Adam Jones, Yusil Puig, Cole Calhoun, you know, th- there's, there's options, but any of them really, uh, come out to you as interesting. In addition to Puig, uh, I got Scott Van Slyke, uh, always intriguing against the lefty. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's up against Alex Wood, uh, if I play that concert today. Yep. Uh, as, as you mentioned, most of these guys more of, uh, a, a standard type matchup. Uh, Nelson Cruz against Shane Green, hoping for a home run. That could work. Cruz's price is down to quite manageable. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's that uh, Rangers outfield, uh, Duff Hamilton, uh, Delano DeShields, Ken uh, Su Chu. Uh, whoever's really in there today, uh, they, they kind of mix it around a bit. Uh, uh, you got to pay attention to the lineup on a given day. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're all viable at course field. Um, Hunter Pence against Spania. Yeah, you have your choices out there. Yeah, as usual uh, in the outfield. And then uh, I also felt that same way about pitchers, actually. Uh, Monday was a really bad Very pitching day. Yeah, yeah, Monday was tough. Yeah. But uh, there's a lot of options here. Um, I'll there's, run down... There's no ace that like you have to say. There's not that guy that has the... Crisp matchup there. Yeah. You know it's going to be 20 points on FanDuel, and you know we have to go get. Yeah. But there are a lot of options. Yeah. Jacob deGrom's going. He goes to the Nationals. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it's not a great matchup. I mean, they're banged up, but right. they can still hit. Uh, he's good enough to be fine, but it's it's not a, a must-pick. Um, Very expensive. Uh, 1100 or I mean, 11000 on FanDuel. Yeah. That's hard to do. Um there's a lot of other cheaper options. Like Jason Hamill goes to Cincinnati. He's not as exciting, but he's still pretty darn solid. And Cincinnati's an okay matchup. Um, I really like Nate Carnes in Philadelphia. We know they can't hit righties, and he's been pretty good. Not this last time out. He allowed seven runs against Kansas City his last time out. But before that, right before that, um, he's my field of streams pick, and yeah, he, uh, I, I'm thinking that Kansas City one, who they're a tough offense to pitch against. I'm thinking that's a bump in the road because he had been pretty good before that. So I would consider him just because of a good matchup. Um, I don't think you'd be crazy to take the other side. Would you maybe go with Nola against the Rays? It's not like they hit righties. Yeah, you could definitely go with Nola. Uh, it's a viable play today. Um, I, I do like both sides of that matchup. Uh, I think it'll be a low-scoring game. Yeah. Um, which is... The opposite of what I expected yesterday, and uh, turned out to be fairly high scoring, at least for the Phillies. Yep. Uh, that was uh, Matt Moore and uh, David Buchanan. Uh, yeah. It looks like it could be a 15 run game. Yeah. <laughs> um, are you interested in Taiwan Walker in Detroit? I mean, Detroit's a tough lineup. They're uh, a little less tough lately, but. Detroit's a little. They have a little too much ceiling for me to yeah. go with Walker. There's blow-up potential. I wouldn't yell at you if you said that was something you wanted to do. Yeah. Uh, There's blow-up potential, though. not for me. (laughs) Garrett Cole is another ace that's gone, but he goes to Kansas City. Like I said, here's the thing with Kansas City. Not only are they scoring runs now, which stinks, so they're not a great matchup that way, they just don't strike out. Like, they make too much contact, and that really limits the ceiling of picking guys against them. 
you know. So um, they're just a bad matchup in a few ways uh, for most pitchers. So I would not spend the money on Garrett Cole. He could do fantastic. He's really talented. He's good. But he, it's going to be tough. Do you like Salazar against the Brewers? I do, actually. And we talked about kind of picking on him uh, going through the hitters. But mm-hmm. I also wouldn't mind using him tonight. Uh, Brewers are the sharpest lineup. They've come around. Uh, uh, they're so terrible to begin the year. And we kept saying, uh, there's so much talent here. They'll come around. It'll be better. And it's been better lately. Part of power has been a big part of that. Yeah. Uh, just not making outs. Yeah. They strike so out they strike out a little bit above average, but not a ton. Yeah, there's there's positives and negatives to this matchup. Yeah. Uh, I could see him doing well. He's got such a high ceiling. I could see it being a blow up matchup too. Yeah. Um I have just a, a few sneaky ones at the end. Uh Chris Heston goes to San Diego, which should be just fine. They're they're bad and San Diego's a good place to pitch and he uh, should get run support. I don't know. I like Chris Heston for sure. That's actually one of my favorite sneaky picks. To not be amazing, but to have a pretty high floor. Um, and then Mark Burley gets the A's. And the A's don't hit lefties very well. And Mark Burley has eight consecutive quality starts. I don't know what to tell you. He started out real he's cold. A weird one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he, the problem there is he's not going to get strikeouts. But if you're in a, right. you know, uh, if you're going to pick multiple starters, I don't even think he'd be crazy to go with, like, those last two. They're not going to be as expensive, but, like, Burley and Heston or something. Not the strikeout potential you want, but good matchups and could be pretty competent. So, um, yeah, a lot of options at pitcher. Uh, you have any pitchers I missed? Uh, a few, actually. Uh, I like Michael Walker against the White Sox. Uh, yeah. The downside is that, that you sell your field. Yeah. Uh, Walker's been pitching better lately. Uh even though he had a good ERA at the start of the year, he wasn't getting strikeouts. Uh, yeah. He's getting those now. And the White Sox are pretty mediocre. Uh, yes, they are. They've been hitting slightly better, but They're still not good. Not very good. You <laughs> yeah. uh, yeah. tried Brett Anderson against the Braves. Uh, Braves have a pretty pitiful lineup. <laughs> yep. so, he has to avoid uh, Cameron Mabin. And if he can avoid Cameron Mabin, yeah. he can do okay. Yep. Uh, definitely could be a solid day to use Brett Anderson. Yeah. Uh, few young guys that uh, we mentioned, Nola. Uh, Vincent Velasquez, always a very high ceiling pick. Uh, uh-huh. Offers a lot of strikeouts. Uh, doesn't always watch very deeply into the game. Uh, sometimes nine to five innings. Uh, face a CFS play, but offers a lot of ceiling. Yep. Uh, Joe Ross, very cheap. Yeah. And the Mets the are not hitting uh, anything. Yeah, Mets are not a team to avoid <laughs> whatsoever. Yeah. Uh, they had, uh, the 18-8 inning game. They had like 25 runners in scoring position without, uh, that was brutal. Game, that it was, was so ridiculous. brutal. Joe Ross's last two major league outings, uh, both of which were in June, uh, one of them was eight innings, uh, worth 18 fan duel points. Uh, mm-hmm. the other one was 7.1 innings with 11 strikeouts worth 21.33 fan duel points. Yep. He has, uh, he has he potential. 5,000. <laughs> yeah. So, we know there's a ceiling. We know the Nationals will want to pitch deep into the game if he's uh, working well. Uh, so, uh, he, he's a guy I'm definitely targeting tonight as the guy to use, uh, cost and ceiling. That's a, that's a good one. Like you said, he's cheap and 
If you hit on a cheap pitcher, that just opens up all kind of doors elsewhere in your lineup. So, yeah, I could see that for sure. Building, even if, it's risky, but even if you built a stack just around yeah. Joe Ross, you could, you know, make for a, make for an interesting day. Yeah, it's definitely a risky play, as you mentioned, just because there's the, the unknown qual- quantity of those, uh, young and experienced guys. Uh, the things I like about Ross, uh, you don't get about a strikeout for inning, you're gonna get a little walk rate. Yeah. Uh, you put those two together and, uh, the fifth at least is gonna like them and, uh, you just hope that it's a luck neutral or a lucky day for him rather than, uh, getting bathed to death. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I like that. That's a good call on Joe Ross. Um, any other pitchers for you? Uh, that, that's about it. Yeah, there's a lot of options there. That's a long list of pitchers. Um, cool. Well, that's a whole lot of stuff for, uh, Tuesday. Brad, you got anything else before we let you out of here, let you run, go get on the beach? Uh, I think that about covers it. <laughs> Went through a lot of players today. Yeah, and, uh, well, yeah. Good luck to you. Thanks for running that down with me. Um, yeah, let's get you out of here. Let's get you out on the, on the dunes. That'll do it for us on Tuesday. Follow Brad on Twitter at baseball a team. He writes basically everywhere, but, uh, featured here at Rotographs. And uh, I'm on Twitter at HigginsFOS. We both love hearing from you guys. Want to know what you think. And, uh, yeah, holler at us. Uh, we'll talk fantasy baseball with you. Other than that, I'll be back tomorrow with Matt. Uh, good luck in your stacks. We'll see you later. Thank you for listening to the Field of Streams podcast. For more fantasy baseball analysis, visit Fangraphs.com slash fantasy or follow us on Twitter at Rotographs.